Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know what I feel like doing? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things New York Jets. And today I'm joined by nobody except my sorrow. Before we get into this whole rant, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. And full disclosure for everybody listening, I recorded a full New York Jets podcast the, I would say, the week after the New England loss. Of course, that loss came at the hands of a 54-13 to loss. Of course, we lose Zach Wilson. The whole knee sprain, it goes on. Mike White steps in the game, and believe me, I will have more to say on that. Then all of a sudden, I say to everybody, start your Bengals receivers. Start anybody, literally anybody on the Bengals and the defense. You will have a day in fantasy football. But all of a sudden, a hero, a, a titan, a Greek god emerged from the Jets' quarterback room, and that's something weird to say to begin with. But Mike White stepped up. He took his spot as QB1 on the New York Jets roster, and here we are, 34-31. The Jets pick up a massive comeback win against the Cincinnati Bengals at home. It's a team that essentially is the top team, or was, I don't know, the top team in the NFL, a team that everyone just said, you know what, the New York Jets are going to get uh, absolutely wrecked. There's no chance, me included. I was just being realistic. And then all of a sudden, Mike White comes out of this game looking like looking like Tom Brady, in a sense. I mean, his stats for the game, he was 37 for 45 with 405 yards, three touchdowns, and two INTs. Of course, those come at the hands of, well, pun intended here, where two of those passes were essentially hitting bricks in the hands of the Jets receivers. They were tipped, and boom, opportunity arose for a turnover or two. Now, I had a different view on the Jets prior to this game, and I kept saying, at least in the older podcast, I wish I saved the recording, but um, I talked more about how there wasn't a veteran backup behind Zach Wilson, how there wasn't anybody concrete, <laughs> jokes on me now, to back up Zach Wilson to step in. And little to my knowledge, Mike White emerges. Who is Mike White? We honestly don't know. Yes, he had this performance against Cincinnati, but I am now recording this the day after the Indianapolis game, which happened last night. The Jets lose 30-45, to and we lose Mike White in the first quarter, or I believe first half, I should say. And it comes on a weird play where he was hit in the forearm area, and apparently he lost feeling in a like his index and his middle finger so he couldn't grip the ball right and just like that the dream the hype behind Mike White is diminished it is it's gone at that point in the game and i want to speak more on Mike White right now i'll get into Zach Wilson i'll get into everything moving forward but obviously the hot button issue right now is Mike White and who exactly this man is so we obviously in this game come out 
looking pretty porous. Our defense looks pretty, I'll grant you, it set the tone for the rest of the game. But um, we look at the Jets situation. Mike White steps on the field. He is 7 for 11, and he has 95 yards and a touchdown to Elijah Moore. That touchdown was so beautiful. Elijah Moore finally getting uncapped, letting him go, letting him be Elijah Moore, letting him be the first round talent we always thought he would be. And boom, we we lose Mike White. Now, I don't want to discredit Josh Johnson here, who is 27 for 41, 317 yards, three touchdowns and one INT. It just this team with Mike White and I would even go as far as saying Josh Johnson doesn't look like the team we've seen in the first, I would say, four to five weeks of this season. It looks completely different. Of course, there was, you know, additions to uh, Mike LaFleur being up in the box as opposed to being on the field. We hired Zach Wilson's quarterback coach to kind of be there to talk the quarterback through the game. To say all those things add up, I think there's a noticeable difference. Whether Mike LaFleur sees the defense different from up above, which is completely possible, and just the play calling in general. There's a lot of the reverse passes. Grant you, I don't want the Jets to get too cute in that aspect where we did see the reverse on the first drive. Again, you know, teams are going to scout that and be like, all right, they're definitely going to do this. So just keep an eye out for that. Now, I want to get back to Mike White, a guy who came out of nowhere, took the world by storm. I mean, as a Jets fan, you just wonder and you always have that pessimism about yourself where you're just like, do we really buy it? And honestly, I don't right now. As much as I like joke on Twitter, I joke with my friends saying Mike White, the goat, you know, he's he's going to take us to the wild card and he might very well do that. But. I don't buy in the hype right now. I always said going into that Indianapolis game, if he has the same performance, and honestly, it was looking like he was going to have the same performance as he did against Cincinnati. I just, the jury's still out. Now, it also comes at a bad time because there are murmurs that Zach Wilson is going to be participating in practice. And to me, at least my, my feelings towards this, why would you take Mike White out now? Let him ride. Let Zach Wilson get fully healthy and see what you have in Mike White. I don't think it hurts. Hell, he could go on and get us the wild card spot. And I'm not saying this to be like, oh, we're a really good team. I'm just saying why the old verbiage of if it's not broke, don't fix it. It also comes at a weird time where we spent the number two overall pick on Zach Wilson the offense, the team looks different under Mike White than it did to Zach Wilson. Maybe this time, I said in the pre-recorded podcast, maybe this time for Zach Wilson to just sit back, look at this offense, take it all in is valuable time. And maybe we'll get, which I don't even know how this can be even better, but a better version of what we're seeing right now through Zach Wilson. I don't, I don't know, but this team sits now at two and six. We I'm going to look ahead at the schedule. We're currently, which is very weird to say we are third in the AFC East. The Dolphins are sitting at one and seven. Interesting, but 
let's look ahead at the games coming up. We have the Bills. The, <laughs> I can only hope we put up a fight. And great, we put up a fight here. 30 to 45. 34 to 31. I'm not going any further back because it just gets more disappointing. Then we got the Dolphins at home. I should be at that game. I really want to see how the team looks after that Buffalo game. Then we got the Texans, the Eagles, the Saints, and then Dolphins again, and so on and so forth. I don't know who this team is. And I'm saying that because the first four games of this season, the defense was playing lights out. It was looking amazing. I was like, wow, we we got it. At least we don't have it on offense. We got it on defense. Now it just kind of seems like all oh, the soul for a soul type deal where it was bartered. Now our offense looks good and our defense kind of looks meh. Jonathan Taylor ran all over us. Luckily, I have him on my fantasy team, but in my other league, I was going against him. So I was kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. Teams are running all over us, and I'm even surprised to say that with how we handled Derrick Henry. And there goes my comparison here. Our defense then, defense now. I don't know what has changed. We also lose Marcus May on an Achilles injury. At least that's what it's presumed to be. And it's also not looking good for him. I also passed a comment last night during the game. I was like, this offense without Corey Davis? Imagine when he comes back. I don't know. Apparently it was like a hip flexor. I don't know the timetable on that. But our team is looking good. Our young stars like Elijah Moore, Michael Carter on the running back, not our defensive back. They're popping off. They're looking good. They're as advertised, at least what I would expect them to be. The young nucleus of the Jets looks good. I should say that. I'm not saying we are a playoff team. I'm not saying we are a force to be reckoned with. I'm just saying the picks that were made in this past draft and previous ones are starting to mesh, if you will. Now, what do we do about our young pieces here at quarterback with Mike White seemingly emerging as a Greek god? And then we got Zach Wilson, who is nursing that knee injury, but he should be coming back any moment. I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I did say let it ride. And I honestly, I think that's my camp where I stay at least. Let Mike White ride until he doesn't. And then Zach Wilson can come in. I still believe Zach Wilson is the long-term answer here. I still do. But as of right now, Mike White, why not? Why not? It just seemed like everybody was stunned at the fact that we're just decent. We're a football team because for the rest of my life and for all that I've known, at least being a Jets fan, we've just not been a football team. Granted, you can say the back-to-back AFC championship games, our defense carried us there. I don't know. But... Right now, for the Mike White versus Zach Wilson debate, let Mike White ride out until Zach Wilson is fully healthy. We can get Mekhi Becton back. I don't know the situation on that. I heard it was season-ending, but I also heard it wasn't. He might be back. I honestly don't know. 
Now, we did get uh, Duvernay Tardif from the Chiefs at the trade deadline. I thought that was a good pickup. Again, our right side of the line is a very scary and not in a good way. Very scary play on that side. Hence what got Zach Wilson hurt. So putting him in that position seems like a good get for the Jets, especially at the cost of a tight end. Tight end that I didn't even know was on a team, but apparently he was very big on special teams. So there you go. There's a good trade deadline acquisition. A lot of stuff didn't happen during the trade deadline, too. Um, Not just with the Jets, but with teams. Um, We spoke today, at least, to figure out that Odell Beckham is now released from the Browns. There he goes. I don't know where he goes. Uh, Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me, New England, but Green Bay, a nice spot for him, I believe. Could he come to the Jets? No, I don't want that. Do I? No. No. We're going to say no. But... Getting back to the focal point of this podcast of my annual New York Jets talk here. My New York Jets talk here is important. We potentially have a guy, a baller, at least for now. I don't know. Jury's still out. I want to see this continually. I just don't want to see this two weeks flash in the pan gone. You know, as a Jets fan, you're always skeptical. You're always skeptical about these good things because we've never had the good things. Last night's game proves it where he gets hurt. (laughs) Who's to know? Like, maybe this would have been a worse game. Maybe this would have been a better game if he was in Mike White being. Could have kept it close. But as it is, Josh Johnson kept it close. 30 to 45. Three touchdowns. I mean, props to him. But... It's nice to see the offensive side of the ball click now, or at least it's appearing as such. And moving forward, you know, you got your young pieces like Denzel Mims. You got Corey Davis, Michael Carter, Elijah Vera Tucker. Very just not talked about enough. You know, there was that post that uh, like, oh, um, I say Bob Sala. That's what I call him. But uh, <laughs> Coach Sala keeps going up to Joe Douglas saying, oh, I'm thankful you moved up in the draft to get him. That that alone just gives me confidence moving forward. But as of right now, the Jets are a big question mark. I don't know if they're very good or they're very bad. You know, the AFC wildcard race is still open. I don't think we're sniffing that. But if Mike White happens to go on a tear, hey, let it ride. But um, it's very interesting, too. Like, I had this podcast recorded where I talked about the Jets not having a veteran backup, how this team looks atrocious with what seemingly appears to be all this talent. Just now, it's switched in the matter of a week. And to say that, like, they played bad in Indianapolis, the offense didn't look bad. It was the defense that just kept getting shredded, especially by the run game. Losing Marcus May doesn't help that. C.J. Mosley back does. What we do with our corners, Bryce Hall is always seeming to get better. So do we have our corner? Our corner one, I'm about to say QB one. Our cornerback number one? I don't know. It sure seems like it. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but 
I just wanted to come on here, address the Mike White situation versus Zach Wilson. The, the big talking points for the Jets moving forward. More is definitely going to develop, and I don't mean Elijah Moore. I just mean more in general, more content out of the Jets will generate as the weeks go on. If we win these big games, if we lose them in very, very bad fashion. So we shall see what they are moving forward. But uh, I just figured I'd come on here, share my thoughts about this whole situation, and then we'll see how the team looks moving forward. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every Wednesday morning. We got the Get Comfy Game Break every Friday morning. And, of course, the Get Comfy Podcast every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Podcast Network. But you know what? We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.